Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis, and our special guest to kick off the show here for Just Plane Radio. Tom Haynes from AOPA. I can't think of a better guest uh, in this current state of chaos that we find ourselves in. Tom, welcome. And uh, I don't know, I'll apologize in advance that it's not under happier circumstances because, man, the industry is reeling like every other industry uh, in the world right now. Would you agree? What do you think? I I would definitely agree. There's uh, just so much going on. And uh, it's uh, dozens and dozens of aviation events have been canceled. And now just yesterday, we saw uh, one of the largest aircraft manufacturers announce furlough, four-week furloughs for their some, I think it was, I think I saw, well, it's hundreds of employees. Yeah. Uh, if not thousands, any of, many of, most all of their employees. So it, yeah, it's definitely having a huge impact on, on uh, the entire aviation industry. Yeah. Not just GA, but of course, commercial airlines are, I mean, they're in the toilet. It's, it's crazy. Now, uh, just so you know, we are going to talk a little gloom and doom here for a little bit, or at least, you know, kind of have a therapy session, I think here on just plain radio, but we do have some positive stuff to look uh, forward to because Dennis and myself, uh, did have a little run down to South Florida. We're going to tell you about that. It was very fun right before the, uh, stuff hit the fan, so to speak. So we got a quick little flight we'll share with everybody, and uh, maybe that'll end things on a much higher note. But, but you know, we find ourselves in this situation where really nobody knows what's going to happen. And and I know Tom, you know a lot of people in the industry. Obviously, we're getting press releases from everybody and and how they're coping. But uh, are you just getting the pretty much same vibe every from everybody you talk to that I don't know what I'm going to do or we don't know what our business is going to be like in 30 days or or what? What do you think? Yeah, well, it's been it's really dynamic. I mean, if you'd ask me two weeks ago whether or not we would be canceling aviation events uh, the, like the Hoover Trophy event, which was scheduled for uh, March 18th, if you'd ask me you know, t- 10 days before that, or even a week before that, I said, oh, no way we're going to cancel that event. Well, guess what? About uh, a week before it, we did cancel it. And uh, since then, of course, uh, a bunch of other big aviation events have tumbled. Aero Friedrichshafen in uh, Germany, um, Sun and Fun, the big show in Lakeland, Florida, has now postponed um, and most likely uh, will be canceling that show. We'll see what mm-hmm. actually happens, but they yeah. postponed to early May. Uh, we have canceled one of our fly-ins or, again, postponed one of our fly-ins in San Marcos, Texas, which was the end of May. And now if you look at uh, what's happening on the comments on Facebook and other places, uh, even EAA is uh, sort of you know signaling that uh, they're not sure what's going to happen with AirVenture uh, right. at the end of July, the world's largest aviation event. Uh, and so, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, it's just every day is a new day, it seems like, with uh, you just don't know what's going to hit next. And then you layer on top of that, of course, what's happening from an economic standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it creates a great deal of confusion for these businesses in, in aviation. Um, as I alluded to earlier, Textron Aviation out of Wichita is uh, putting in place four-week layoffs, furloughs for their employees. And so, uh, and we've all been reading in the newspapers about what's happening with the airline world. 
um, charter flights for a, a bit seemed like they were picking up as people were using that as an alternative to the airlines, particularly for international travel. And even that, since the stock market has taken such a bad hit in the last few days, um, even some of that's backed off because it's just more expensive, more money than people want to spend. Well, so it uh, is just one thing after another. Yeah, and, and I think you can sum it up in one word as far as uh, how uh, economic activity is going, and that is pretty much nothing is happening. It went, we went from hero to zero in an instant. I, I've yeah, ne- you know nobody. Like. Yeah, we've never seen anything like this. And and you went through September 11th. I went through September 11th doing these radio shows that we do. Yeah, and, and I got to say that was a disaster, obviously. But uh, I got to say, you know, at least from my perspective, this does appear way, way worse even. And I thought that was just like, oh, my God, I can't imagine going through that nonsense again. And here we are uh, so quick. So, you know, I don't want to preach gloom and doom. And I'm so hoping that, you know, this will be a quick little dip and they'll figure out some way to deal with it. And we can all move forward and, and be happy. But, man, it's hard. It's hard not to, you know, like, hey, I need to call a shrink or something. You know, <laughs> this is insanity. It really is insanity. Yeah, but we've seen uh, we've seen some, you know, nice rallies. General Aviation being able to help people. For example, um, we had word that there's a uh, a group out of the Upper Midwest of some scientists who have some really breakthrough technology that they they need to get to a couple of different places in the country. And so we were involved uh, within. Uh, the last 24 hours of helping arrange general aviation flights to move them around quickly and seamlessly so they can get to the places they need to be. Well, that's pretty uh, much the only way they can get anywhere right now, almost. And, you know, yeah, so many down. canceled flights. Yeah, and, so many canceled uh, flights. I mean, at the airports. It does not surprise me that uh, GA is stepping up in that regard. And, uh, and, and I would expect to see that as long as they can do. It'll be interesting to see if that starts getting limited somehow, too. I hope not. But uh, if you have yeah. your own plane like Dennis, at least you can, as I was talking to him when we did this last week, you know, we can just stew in our own juices. We know we're good. <laughs> just keep our social distancing from everybody that we interact with when we land in, in some little uh, podunk uh, airport or something. And, and right. ideally, you could be okay in that regard. But even in that sense, I mean, what are you telling uh, general aviators right now that say, well, hey, look, I've been furloughed. I'm off work. I got time off. Dennis, you can back me up on this. Uh, there's not much happening. So why not just hop in my plane and fly someplace cool? And, and uh, you know, uh, flying internationally may not be the best choice at this point because you may have right. issues getting in and out of uh, customs and things. But but uh, are, you, are you encouraging people to stay home? Because that's kind of what the uh, government's telling us to do, right? Right. Well, now we've been actually advising people um, uh, that flying your general aviation airplane is fine, particularly if you're flying it by yourself. I mean, yeah. if you're sitting shoulder to shoulder uh, with somebody, then you just need to know where that person's been and what they might be exposed to. Mm-hmm. And if you're comfortable with that, then uh, then go for it. Um, we haven't really heard of any general aviation airports closing, right. um, but uh, you know that certainly could happen, and you're right on the international side. We definitely, we, we actually have an advisory up on our website because we were getting so many questions from people about using their GA airplanes for international travel, and basically we're not recommending it, and we're, we're basing that on some statements uh, on the State Department website that just uh, advises against international travel, particularly the ability to come back in. If you're right. super flexible and don't need to come back in at a particular date, uh, you might be okay, but you also should be prepared to 
hang out in some other country for quite a while before the U.S. border opens back up again. And, well, and uh, it's happening on both sides. You know, I do this scuba diving show, too, and I can tell uh-huh. you from some of my Caribbean uh, island friends that I interact with, uh, they are shutting down uh, travel in, into a lot of the islands. So if you think you just go out there and do some island hopping through the Caribbean right now, you might be out of luck when you ask for clearance at one particular island and and they say, where are you from? Uh, well, I'm from the U.S. Well, okay, sorry, turn around or go to the next island because we're not mm-hmm. letting anybody land here, you know, that kind of stuff. So it is spreading. So, yeah, you want to fly domestic at the bare minimum, but even that, I, I, I'm a little conflicted at the moment. Because I understand what you're saying. If you have, you, you can isolate yourself. But uh, I mean, right now, the government's kind of saying, unless it's necessary travel to stay put. And I guess that would apply to general aviation, you think? Or, or do you feel a little conflicted on that? I, I don't want to do what the president tells me not to do. <laughs> Right. No, I, I hear you. And, and I, I understand the, the feeling of confliction yeah. as well. On the other hand, it is a recommendation. And it, particularly if you're by yourself and all you're going to go is out flying recreationally, um, maybe even landing back at the same airport, you're, you're in no close contact with anybody else. And even if you go to another airport, particularly a small general aviation airport, where there's, say, self-fueling, if you're looking to get some fuel, mm-hmm. once again, you may, you wouldn't necessarily come in contact with another person. Right. Uh, and uh, and if you end up at a, an FBO, I mean, businesses are still open. So it's not like uh, people uh, in most places. Now, there are some uh, hot spots where they have shut everything down. But here, like in Frederick, where we are, businesses are still open. Restaurants, bars, theaters, that sort of thing are closed. But a lot of other stores are open. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just in a bike shop yesterday, as a matter of fact. They are limiting access to only like no more than like five people at a time in the store. And if you went to an FBO uh, at some airport somewhere, chances are if you know they're they're open, you could go in and buy your fuel and, and use the facilities and that sort of thing without really interacting with anybody else. Uh, certainly, you know, any, any worse than the usual six-foot social distancing. Right. Um, so I don't see anything wrong with it. At some point. I suppose it's possible that all travel could be suspended. However, we're told by sources at the White House that the president is doing everything possible to avoid a domestic travel ban, yeah. despite what you may have heard on on, on the Internet and, and that sort of thing, because there's a lot of rumor that that's about to happen. And we can't find any intel that suggests that it is about to happen. Right. So, yeah, yeah uh, they are shooting that uh, you know theory down. But, you know, down in South Florida, they got the beaches closed. I thought, hey, I'll take this yeah. opportunity to go catch some lobster and do some diving. Off the beach, <laughs> and they said, "Well, no, that we won't let you on the beach to go diving." Oh. I'm like, "No!" So we got a lot to deal with. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What do we do now? Now, we fix the plane and we fly back across the mountains together. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Well, that's probably true. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and from AOPA. We have uh, our friend Tom Haynes to help us out at the moment, kind of get a you know state of the industry perspective of how this whole chaos that we find ourselves in today, uh, you know how everybody is navigating these these uh, troubled skies. It, it's just insane. It, it is kind of like the apocalypse. I, I do feel somewhat uh, prepared, Tom. I'll tell you because I am oh, yeah? an avid watcher of The Walking Dead, so I no. know what happens if it hits the fan totally and know how to react and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Either uh, hop in a plane and never land or get on a boat or something. They, the zombies can't swim, uh, just so you know. Little, my oh, little okay. Good, good intel. Thanks yes. for that. Yes. Yeah, get yeah. a plane on, on floats, whatever you do. There you are. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're all hoping this will uh, you know, clear up soon enough. But, uh, I mean, what, what is your you know insight for the industry or someone that, you know, that's looking at this, like how should they deal with it? Do you have any uh, thoughts along those lines or what? Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. You know, at the end of the day, it's really a personal thing. You know, it's, it's individual people who are being impacted by this friend of mine's a pilot for JetBlue. He was, I was talking to him the other day and he says, you know, like I'm practically bankrupt. He's, and yet yeah. he's still working because uh stock price for JetBlue went from like 21 something to like 12 and then up to 14. And when I talked to him the other day, it was less than 10 bucks. Mm. And, and a lot of his retirements wrapped up in company stock. Um, and then you talk about a one-two punch uh, from an airline, well, all of aviation standpoint. There was Midway Tower in Chicago. Um, as uh, Dennis probably knows, where there was uh, the tower was closed or maybe still is closed as uh, I think a couple of technicians uh, turned out to be positive for the virus. And then at McCarran Airport in Las Vegas, 
a controller there, I believe, uh, came down with it. So they shut that tower down where they were cleaning everything. And then, um, uh, you know, li- really laying on, um, layering on was Salt Lake City where they had a, a uh, earthquake that right. shut the tower down. Yeah. And, and then I even heard that their backup tower uh, for a while, the power wasn't working. Uh, I think they got that resolved pretty quickly. But re- so they had some issues with that, too. So it was just one thing after another after another. Does that potentially make the skies a little uh, less safe? They have protocols where if they have to shut down a tower, they just hand it off to another ATC controller system or something, I guess, right? Yeah, they, they've, they've got a lot of redundancy in the system where they can hand off one facility to another and let it be managed by an approach control or a, a, uh, an, a, a air traffic control center or something like that. So they have a lot, a lot of uh, cascading um, uh, redundancies there, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's still certainly a disruption and uh, a little scary for a while as people get get it all figured out. But yeah, uh, Dennis, know. have you thought yeah. about that from that standpoint? If you were flying your Mooney two hundred one, because I I know you're hunkered down in Minnesota, but you're also like buried in snow and and no, want to get snow actually went away while I was in Florida. So oh, did it? Okay, nice, uh, nice so it's uh, just a uh, cool, crisp uh, air. Uh, flow. Yeah, it's but, actually raining today, so it's weird. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, it's beautiful. Must have here. brought some residual heat back up with me, and that's why we were making such a bad uh, headway. Right, but we got uh, beautiful weather here in Orlando. So uh, I, I will tell you, it, it, this is the best time of year for us to hang out. But we can't go anywhere. The bars are closed. What am I supposed to do? Uh, yeah, I'll well, tell you I what. One bar that's open in South Florida. Well, that's true. I, I have my uh, my 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 secret watering holes, so to speak, Tom. But but I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. With the, with all the bars and everything closed down, I mean, I, I'm going to save a fortune this week. So yeah, I guess it's just <laughs> how how you look at it, right? Uh, in that sense, you know. Well, yeah, the good news is Total Wine is still open, and they had pl- plenty of Papa's Pilar on the shelves, so right. we're set. Okay, yeah, you can just uh, do the mail deal. order stuff, right? But but as far as if you wanted to fly your plane, like you were saying earlier, uh, just to do a little trip and self, you know, uh, you know, do the social distancing and and just go into FBO, use their facilities, but don't really interact with uh, people too much. You could do that, but you do have to plan ahead a little bit more in this uh, current state of uh, uh, chaos because you might be flying to an airport and they they might be shut down. The FBO may not be operating. You just got to make sure you kind of check ahead, I guess, right? Yeah, that'd be the thing thing to do. And then, like Dennis, I I just bought a motorhome, and I was thinking, well, I'll just jump in the motorhome, and we'll go out to some campgrounds or state parks, or we'll boondock somewhere. Mm-hmm. But even a lot of those places are being shut down, so right. even that suddenly becomes not an option. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like I said earlier, I was planning to do some diving, and I was like, I'll just go down. I won't even get on a boat. I'll just go uh, and dive off the beach. They've closed all the beaches in South Florida. Because uh, so don't the, use a beach, go back to the boat. You can't take your boat out because they got the boat ramps closed. So, you know, no, you have no, to good. have go some. To one of the guys that's already docked, you know, go to well, use uh, South Florida diving or something. Yeah, like well, that. Yeah, they are operating they like the business. At the moment, they're operating, but uh, even they're having some issues because, you know, the local uh, cities are passing all these ordinances. And, uh, you know, like you can't have more than 10 people on the boat or something like that, you know, and they don't, it's changing every day. We just don't know, you know, how bad if it's, uh, if we're at the, you know, if it's getting a little better or if it's going to even get worse. You know, there's so much uncertainty. It's hard to plan for anything. So you got to, I guess you got to be ready to deviate. It would be the the moral or or the plan, uh, you know, if you want to make any plans like that. Right, Tom, you think? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, there's a lot of flight planning tools out there that can be used for, for you. Um, our, our website, we've got contact information for airport managers and FBOs and uh, everything like that on our, our website at aopa.org slash airports. Um, you can find any airport in the country and all that information is there. So if you need to make some calls, uh, it's it's all there. Just just check it out. Now, this downtime, are you encouraging uh you know, aviators use this downtime to do some maintenance or something. Would this be a good time to consider such a thing? Or what do you think? Yeah, sure. Or if you've got access to a flight simulator, obviously you can maintain proficiency. We did just this week uh, send a letter to the FAA administrator asking him to require the agency to be as flexible as possible regarding some of the time-bound things in aviation, like your instrument instrument proficiency check or your flight review, which you're know, supposed to take every two years. If you've got that deadline coming up, and you can't get access to a flight instructor or it's uh, not practical to fly with a flight instructor, uh, we're asking them to extend that. Same thing with your uh, practical exams, your knowledge exams, which have also have a two-year limit, um, to and, you know, asking the FAA to be flexible with that. Europeans have already done that through EASA, mm-hmm. uh, which is their kind of equivalent of the FAA. So uh, hopefully the FAA is going to be pretty liberal in allowing people to kind of extend some of those deadlines and allow people to keep flying. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that even, uh, you know, the check rides and things like that. Have you heard anything from the FAA like, hey, we're postponing that type of stuff too? As near as I can tell, it's kind of up to the local facility, like the designated pilot examiner who would issue uh, do the flight with a, with a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of up to them to make their own decisions whether they want to or not. Um, I was just wondering what you know about uh, – flight training professional guys, you know, with Ed, Ed and Keith over at their flight school. Well, they've um, banned me. Like I'm not allowed at the flight school. I don't, I don't know if it's a personal thing or... It may it, well be. Yeah, it, more it than is. likely. So, uh, but they're operating right now, so we'll see. How that's what I works. thought. I see a lot of Facebook postings of their newly minted pilots there, so that's great to see they're still operating. The flight schools here in Frederick, Maryland, uh, all three of them were super active yesterday. I was out on the airport, and there were just airplanes all over the place. Well, so. Tom, thank you for the update. We really appreciate it, and we'll uh, we'll hang on there and uh, talk to you again all real right. soon, my friend. Hopefully under better circumstances next time, okay? All right, Dennis, Greg, uh, have a great show. We'll talk to you soon. And we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. And we are now joined by his son, Austin, who were my flight crew last week before everything hit the fan. We actually hopped in Dennis's 201. He flew down from Minnesota to Orlando to pick me up and uh, fly down to get some Florida stone crabs. And we did just that. And had a great little adventure. It was short, but, you know, uh, it was an amazing uh, little thing, right? Dennis, you'd back me up on this, right? Yeah, it was a great testament to the the versatility of general aviation. The fact that you can take off from Minnesota at, you know, in the afternoon and be in Florida uh, that evening. And, you know, a day later, decide to head off to Marco Island to go pick up crab legs for lunch, you know, and then end the night in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, that's how else can you do that? Yes. Well, they were Florida stone crab claws, so they weren't the legs. These are uh, very Sorry. 
They, they, well, I'm not. You don't have to apologize. I'm just saying. Yeah, I just want to make sure people know what we're doing. It was they were this delicious. Is, this is a Florida delicacy that uh, I think the season's open till the end of the month or end of May or something. But we went down to this area. It was Marco Island. Uh, we went into that airport as opposed to Everglade City, which is the hot spot for Florida stone crab. That's where all the fishermen come in. But we had a friend down there said, "Hey, fly into Marco. It's a little nicer FBO. It's a little more developed area." Uh, around Naples, I think, right? And and but I have this spot where they bring them in fresh, right from you know the uh, fisherman's wharf there, and uh, and they serve them up. And sure enough, we we scored big time and had a a nice little Florida stone crab appetizer. Austin, you enjoyed this adventure, didn't you? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and it, but are they tasty? Well, did you did they live up to my expectation of of telling you guys how great these Florida stone crabs are? They were definitely tasty. I wouldn't say it's my kind of seafood. I prefer hot seafood, but it wasn't bad. Yes, they serve them up cold on ice or as an appetizer, like uh, like a fancy shrimp cocktail kind of thing. And you can get them hot, but that's not the Florida way to do it. And they they give you this special mustard sauce. I'm like, I'm getting hungry right now. I think I'm starting to drool. Yeah, I'm so a little more a little than normal. I, I drool all the time when we do the show, but uh, a little bit more right now. Okay, more coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Shall we go fly? Let's do it. Let's do it. our entire journey, like, the way everything's progressed has just been so amazing. And, like, finally getting to this point now, Woo! taking her flying, sharing my passion. I am just, like, over the moon right now. All right, here we go. Today is such an amazing opportunity, like, for our relationship just to soar to that next level. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah? Hold on. Let's go. This is Just Plain Radio. I'll tell you what, uh, looking at a silver lining for Pete the pilot from The Bachelor, who we were talking about last week, totally screwed the pooch when America turned on him and made, uh, I mean, he kind of made pilots look bad by picking the wrong girl. And uh, he he has to be on seventh heaven right now because his whole storyline has been wiped off the face of the earth with, uh, with the coronavirus stuff. So, you know, everybody forgot, but, but Peter, just so you know, I haven't. So <laughs> we're here to remind, no, he, uh, you know, we got to give him a pass. By the way, the girl he picked and it was, uh, you know, it was totally a disaster. His family hated her too. They've already broke up. So as you would expect of what happened live on the air a couple of weeks ago, uh, they're not together and they put out statements and everything. And uh, he's a bachelor again. We'll see how long it lasts. But uh, you 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 feel formed, uh, don't you, Dennis? What do you think? Yeah, sure. Uh, Austin was planning to I've be literally been crying. Well, uh, you were week. you were hoping to follow his flight path and become the next pilot bachelor. You would have been a perfect no. candidate, Austin. You would have. I'm I'm too fat for that. Well, I I don't know about that, but but uh, I will say Peter the pilot kind of screwed it for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll never have a pilot as the bachelor again after what Peter did made us look bad so 
Uh, you can look at that as a blessing or a curse. I don't know. I guess it depends on your perspective. However, let's talk about food, food and flying. So, you know, we took uh, Dennis's 201, Mooney 201, down to uh, South Florida, had a Florida stone crab luncheon, or at least we had an appetizer, a Florida stone crab. They are delicious. And um, just talking about it makes me hungry. Now, Austin, you weren't blown away by it. You never had them. But Dennis, you liked them, didn't you? What do you think? I did. I I thought they were amazing. You know, uh, having only really had, you know, shrimp and lobster and, you know, some occasional uh, grouper and, you know, type of sandwiches. This was amazing. The meat was so tender. It it almost tasted like it was buttered and yet there was no butter involved. It was just, just cooked. It was fantastic. Yeah. You got to work a little Homer in there. Uh, yeah, they're delicious. And, uh, you know, it's a great way to mix up, say like the hundred dollar hamburger kind of run, you know what I mean? Cause that's kind of what it was for us. And we did that, marked that off the list and probably have to add well, it back a couple of times. Us. Yeah. Well, we had four of us with sandwiches plus the, the stone crab appetizer. And I think we came out to a hundred bucks. So, right. you know, it's actually relatively affordable. Yeah. And these things are not cheap. I mean, you go to that part of Florida, Everglades City or Marco Island or right around that neck of the woods where they bring them in and, and serve the rest of Florida, let, let alone, I guess, the country. Um, they, they're a lot cheaper there. So I think they were on about 30 bucks for, what was it, a, a pound? Is that what we got? I forget. It was yeah. an appetizer kind of thing they had. But if you go over to like, you know, uh, Joe Stone Crab in Miami, for a similar kind of thing, it'll cost you a fortune. I mean, at least be double that, if not triple. It's crazy expensive well, for these things. Well, and then we went over to the fishmonger after we were done eating, you know, where they actually come in off the boat and they're serving them right in their case. What was it, twenty one ninety nine a pound for uh, mediums. medium-sized claws? Right. And what was the jumbo? It was like $45 a right. pound for the, the really big claws. $45 a pound. That's pretty. But that's uh, a lot of meat in that claw, not a lot, a lot of shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them, a couple of them will feed you uh, big time. But yeah, they're not cheap, but they're very, uh, you know, they're very tasty and quite a unique uh, Florida delicacy that you can get uh, down here while you, you know, when it's season. So we did that, had a blast. Then we flew over to our friend's uh, place, uh, stopped off in South Florida, hung out, you know, kept our social distancing. And then uh, headed back. So we just had an overnight in South Florida. And then, you know, you guys were planning to stay, but you ended up, well, heck, you know, with everything happening in the news and the fact that Sun and Fun had been uh, postponed, uh, maybe we ought to go ahead and fly back. And you did. So we'll talk about that in just a bit. Let's back up and just describe the uh, the trip itself. Because what happened was, you know, Dennis and, and Austin uh, were the pilot and co-pilot and i sat in the back as parasitic drag and managed accordingly i i kind of like that position in this um you know in the, the as, far, as far as my aviation life i think i i did a pretty good job as parasitic drag would you uh second that dennis yeah you do pretty well with Thank that you. role of here just you know james take me to the next place please right you know, you, you I, I am get kinda, used to that lifestyle. I, I am. I, I ain't going to lie. And Austin, you'd say I was a good passenger as well, wasn't I? Come on. Yeah, you, you were great. Yeah. I didn't complain. 
I shut up when he told me to. Well, <laughs> well he did complain, though, when I reclined the front seat, apparently. Oh, no, I didn't recline. Yeah, you just started tapping on the back of the seat, you know, like that guy in the so video. it's not so much fun, is it? No, I, I didn't have it. I thought it was quite humorous, uh, making your life miserable. <laughs> didn't bother me. It bothered you more than me. <laughs> yeah, we recreated uh, that uh, viral video in the airplane and finally yeah, said, It was okay. a lot of fun. I couldn't resist since Greg's seat can't recline and mine did. We took advantage of that little opportunity. I was to like, oh, playing field I can't move my legs. Yeah, the, the space in the backseat of a Mooney 201 is is not what they uh, consider, you know, premium by any stretch of the imagination. But, hey, I made I, it work. It was fine. I, it's got to be pretty comparable to what you get in a typical coach seat, though, isn't it? Greg? Not not any planes that I'm flying. <laughs> that was that was pretty tight. It was a little tight, you know, because uh, Dennis would get in, and I, I would literally, my feet would be locked in position. Until he got well, situated I, and could move up an inch. Until so. I could move the seat yeah. forward once uh, once we got the door closed. Right. Yeah. So you, you know you have to come up with a system on how to you know get three big hefty guys into a Mooney two one. But once you you know you kind of settle in and, and get your system going, it's fine, and you find a, a you know way to get comfortable and, and settle in. So it was fine. It was, it was good, and we made good time. You're figuring we were doing about uh, ten ten gallons an hour. And making pretty good time, especially with the winds on the way down, right? Yeah, Dennis? Yeah, we took, uh, was just over an hour and 10 minutes from Orlando Executive Airport to the San Marco Airport. So, or Marco Island, sorry. Yeah. And we didn't even get to, like, go directly there. At first, we were getting vectored around underneath the Bravo. Airspace, right. Yeah, yeah. and let's talk about that. Because, you know, you guys were, you'd set up an IFR flight plan. And, uh, you know, figured, okay, we go out of Orlando, go down the West Coast over some smaller airports or, you know, around Tampa, I guess. Is that what you were thinking? Or Lakeland? Lakeland, that's what it was, right? Well, originally we had planned uh, to get out of the Orlando area um, and then head towards Punta Gorda to mm-hmm. kind of go along the West Coast. The idea being that we would be more in more populated areas instead of just, you know, cutting across the middle of the Everglades where there isn't a lot of small airports and alternate landing sites. And Oh, there's you know, plenty of landing sites. Considerations like, oh, yeah. They're mostly uh, wet swamplands. <laughs> Which could be Correct. a plus and a negative. Uh, a plus that at least you wouldn't land on anybody. Uh, negative from the standpoint that if you did land, uh, you might be stuck for a while and they'll have to come get you with airboats. And so you were trying to avoid that scenario, right? Well, it's just easier to fly um, over the more populated areas instead of just cutting across the middle of the swamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just it gives you more options. Um, and generally, you can talk to more air traffic controllers, you know, because they're handing you off to a lot of the different approach facilities along the way there. So, you know, it just gives you better coverage and just. To me, it just seemed, you know, for a first time down that way, it was probably a little bit, uh, a little bit more cat, um, you know, safety. We're just a little bit more conscious. You're, yeah, yeah. You're exactly. looking for landing zones, but it actually, when you looked, uh, it ended up they they routed you guys that way, regardless. You know, they didn't really take your suggestion and said, "Well, we're going to vector you this way instead," and we ended up being more out in the boonies, so to speak. But when you look down, there are actually plenty of roads. That you were looking like, well, okay, this is more developed than I thought it was. Less power lines, and I, I probably could put down the plane if I had to. 
uh, here in these areas than than you initially thought. Is that a right? Uh, yeah. Am I thinking how you were? Because that's what the vibe. Yeah, I, got I was from, very yeah. surprised. Well, when you look at the sectional chart, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot there. But uh, as you as we found out, you know, it's a lot of citrus groves and you know country roads, old dirt roads. That's right, yep. and those make but a as good you know, emergency. We didn't need it. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't need them. Worry about it. That's right. But we were thinking, as a, a good pilot in command and his co-pilot, thinking even the parasitic drag was thinking along those lines. So, see, my head was in the game. That counts for something, doesn't it? We'll give you this one. Okay, good. I'll take it. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. We'll take this plane, for example. This 80-ton chub of metal, seat cushions, and Bloody Mary mix has no right to be soaring through the sky, but along comes Newton explains something about the airflow over the wing creating an uplift, none of which makes a lick of sense, but you got 82 passengers back there who believe it so fiercely the plane continues its journey safely. Now what's keeping us aloft? Faith? Or Newton? If the plane goes down, damn I'll remember where the love was found If the plane goes down, damn This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, Law Captain Dennis, and his son, Austin, rounding out the crew. We were in the air last week, right before everything hit the fan. 
And we did a little run down for Florida, you know, Stone Crab Claws, which was amazing. Then we came back up to Fort Lauderdale after, you know, you checking out the uh, FBO there at Marco Island, which is a nice, typical uh, FBO. They had all the amenities you would want if you're flying into a small little town like that. Uh, probably and a little cost bit, gas too. Yeah, great. Uh, and, and it was actually uh, pretty nice, uh, especially when you consider how small the uh, you know town is. But it's kind of a little of an upscale Florida town. But it did not compare. Well, let's be honest. To when we flew into Fort Lauderdale Executive, and we uh, checked out the folks at Banyan, and we got to give them a shout out because wow, that was nice. I mean, Austin dug it because we get in the FBO. It's real plush. There's couches. There's cappuccino machines. They had free um, uh, Tootsie Roll Pops for everybody, uh, which was a nice little thing. And, uh, and you know, we pull in with the Mooney 201. Small craft, but we're cruising by all these uh, jets and $40 million aircraft. But as soon as we walk in the FBO, we're just like them, right, Austin? He's like, hey, where's your plane? That, oh, it's right outside there. And they don't know if you're talking about the $40 million jet or your Mooney 201, right? Well, that's exactly how most FBOs like to operate. The FBO I like to work or like to work for work at uh, is the same way. If you show up in a Piper Warrior, you're treated the same as the guy in the Gulfstream G5 right next to you. Right. It's part of that like upper class of service that you get. You got to love it. Uh, it makes you feel like you're somebody. And, and the thing is, you know, you kind of are. You're a pilot and you're no different from them. And they don't know that you didn't pay, you know, not even 1% for your airplane compared to what they did. And when you point and says, where's your plane? It's right out there. You know, they, they don't know you're pointing to the Mooney, right? Are you kind of working that angle a little bit too? Like, hey, look at me. I mean, a little bit. Kind it's, of oh, a yeah, big it's deal. The, it's the blue one over there. That's right. See? And, you know, there was a Honda jet there. They're a dealer for Honda jets. So they had one of those new ones out there. They had God knows how many, uh, I mean, corporate jets were out there by the FBO. But it's just really a really nice place to hang out. It's almost worth going over to uh, Fort Lauderdale Executive and going to Banyan and just uh, hanging out for an hour or two. Yeah, and you can go take advantage of their pilot shop there. They've got a very, very well-stocked pilot shop with pretty much anything you could need for your training for your aircraft maintenance, or even just to put on a snarky t-shirt, they've got it all right there. So it's definitely worth the trip. It's a destination in itself just to go visit Banyan Pilot Shop. I agree. I agree. And uh, the guy was telling us, well, this wasn't already in place, but they're working on setting up customs for the Bahamas or something there. Is that what he was telling us there, Dennis? Or what? That's right. Because uh, I was talking to them and thanked them again for putting together that uh, Bahamas uh, folder that they provided us last year. They, if you just call Banyan or uh, email them, they'll send you this uh, brochure with everything you need to know about flying to the Bahamas, including all the forms. And he said, just wait. In the coming months, we're going to have Bahamian Customs here in the building. You can actually clear into the Bahamas before you ever leave the U.S. And you won't have to clear the Bahamas Customs outbound either because you'll have already taken care of that. So you can just get in the airplane fly to any of the Bahamas airports without having to worry about first stopping through one of their gateway airports and dealing with all the immigration paperwork. Right. That now, is going to make a trip so much easier. Sure. And, and let's uh, back up a little bit and kind of maybe give people 
you know, a little inside tip if you're thinking about flying into a Fort Lauderdale executive, because you do have a lot of options. You don't have to even fly into Fort Lauderdale executive for that part of the, you know, Florida if you don't want to. And you might think like, yeah, it costs a fortune to, you know, fly into Banyan and stuff, but they all have these little deals and you have to, if you do your research as Dennis and Austin did, what you found out is if you buy like what, what was it? 10 gallons of gas. Then you get to overnight for like a reduced rate or free or something like that. Is it what? What was it again? Do you remember? So the, the normal handling fee is forty dollars to just come in and park on their ramp, and then it's ten dollars a night to keep your aircraft there, which ain't but cheap. If you buy, t- yeah, which you know that adds up real fast, right? right? But if you buy ten gallons of gas minimum, they waive both of those charges. Yeah, so. You buy $60 worth of gas to get $50 worth of fees waived, and you've got, you know, yeah, 10 now, gallons of gas in your airplane instead of just paying a, a silly fee. Yeah, so, so if you go to sense. a cheaper air, uh, you know, airport and you think, well, it's only like 15 bucks overnight, you might initially think, well, I got to do that instead. I just want to save a few bucks. I'm not doing anything anyway. But if, if you, you know, do your homework and find that out, and a lot of them work that way. I think uh, Atlantic and Orlando does the same kind of thing if you buy a certain amount of gas. So you just have to, you know, plan it out and know what their programs are because initially it could be a little sticker shock, especially if you're just planning a short layover and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to go to a place that has a landing fee. That That's going to cost me a fortune and I don't need it. Uh, but, you know, when you get in there and you see all those extra amenities you get at, uh, at Banyan, at uh, Fort Lauderdale Executive, it's pretty nice. I mean, we got a rental car real cheap and just hopped in. They had a place right there and, like I said, the pilot shop and, you know, get a couple cups of coffee. I mean, that's like eight bucks right there, you know, just for a well, cup of coffee. you water yeah. bottles right as you're getting out of the plane. Yeah. You know, all of those little amenities add up and, mm-hmm. it, you know, it may be worth that $10 handling fee that they, they you would have paid, a, you know, uh, somewhere else, you know, right. just for some of the. Look, you may Some not be a big treatment. deal, but uh, but you'll feel like one is my, is my point. And isn't that what it's all about? To feel like you're uh, somebody sometimes. I mean, you're somebody regardless. Let's be real. We're pilots. We look down on everyone since 1903. <laughs> well, right? good point. All right. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, there is no better high than, than learning, learning to fly. To fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. Hi, some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 